0: Plenty of decks don't get to draw three cards for one man.
1: Well, I mean all the good ones do. Hi, I am very hot, and Jake.
0: I'm Matt. How's it going?
1: <laughs> and we're Cantrip Cartel. We're here to give you your daily or your weekly dose of banter, chitter chat, <clears throat> maybe a little bit of magic thrown in there. Um, we are currently experiencing a pretty severe heat wave in the Midwest, so I have had a a pretty rough week at work, but we're not here to talk about me right now. Matt, how are you doing?
0: I'm sitting in a basement in an air conditioned room, so I'm doing all right.
1: Like (laughs) my it's so hot outside. My house like our AC just can't keep up with it. Um Mm -hmm. we're sitting at like seventy five degrees, seventy six degrees in the house.
0: See, oddly enough. That's actually where we set our thermostat for the day, like, from I I've got it set to allow it to like get up to like seventy five, basically by the time my my wife gets home, and close,
1: almost almost doctor doesn't,
0: she has a first name surprise, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like she runs a little colder than I do, so like seventy five it's actually not bad because like now obviously there's some variation here because thermostats aren't all the same but like it keeps her close enough basically we try to keep it as warm as possible upstairs so that i'm not sitting around hot but she's not cold and then the nice thing about having a basement is then i just come downstairs and it's like five to ten degrees colder down here like you can feel it walking down the Mm -hmm. stairs oh it's like as soon as you get to like three quarters of the way down the stairs it's like boom Okay, you're in the basement now. It's a lot cooler. So if I ever get too hot, I just come down here and hang out and play uh, some Diablo. I'm back on the Diablo 2 train. Uh, I got it for PlayStation 5. Uh, I kind of wanted to test it out. I wasn't sure. Like, Diablo 3 played pretty well on a console. And so I kind of wanted to test out Diablo 2. And they had it on sale with along with Diablo 3 for, like, 15 bucks. Hmm. And nice. I got a huge, like, pleasant surprise. And uh, it actually... I didn't know this going in. I thought I'd had to start all over, but no, you link your link it to your uh, battle.net account. And I got to keep all my shit. Like as soon as I, like I can bounce back and forth. I'm assuming that means I have crossplay. I don't know for sure, but like, I would assume it does. Um, I could be wrong there though. So don't quote me on that, but like playing that, uh, some of the characters play a lot, like melee characters play a lot better and the movement in general is a lot better. Um, There's just way less just like holding left click down and dragging (laughs) your character across the screen. Um, Instead you got, you have analog sticks and like you're moving around and like, I don't know. It, it plays a lot better going through the menus and dealing with inventory management though, is the complete reverse where like having a mouse and being able to like shift click and just like move stuff around really quick. All that's just right out the window. And you're like trying to drag your cursor across the screen to like pick this item up and, put it in this spot and so like the gameplay itself is a lot better but the inventory management which is a decent chunk of the game with Diablo especially once you kind of get into the point where like you're farming and whatnot and you're dealing with a lot of items then like that kind of slows down a little bit um but yeah I'd give it like a solid like a minus it's fucking great uh, it's Diablo well, 2, so, like, obviously the game itself is fantastic, but, like, the actual port, really solid.
1: It's always awesome when you get to kind of fall back into a game you love, like, it's like watching an old movie, you know, you like just a nice, reliable chunk of time you get to invest in uh, something you know you're going to love pretty much the whole time.
0: Yeah, and it's, uh, so, you and I were playing with, uh, we both had Barbarians, I just picked up where we left off on my Barbarian and finished the Nightmare and then went on and beat it on Hell and... Messed around a little bit there, so i got my Barbarian up to, like, 80-something. Nice, nice, nice. I'm I'm at a loss as to what to do, because, like, everything... So there's two classes I haven't played on Resurrected yet. I've played both of these classes in the past, but I haven't played them since they remade the game. Um, Assassin and Druid. And I I still need to play both of those, but, like... As far as farming goes, everything else I need has, like, incredibly low drop rates. Mm-hmm. So, like, the the runes that I need are, like, literally one in a million. Yep. It's like winning just, just a lottery scratch to off get tickets. a rune. Yep, that's what they are. And then there's, like, several pieces of non-rune gear that I need. But the problem is I, l- I prefer this type of gameplay... But it does have one downside. So, like, I prefer when you just play the game and the loot is random and you don't have to just farm the same boss over and over trying to get a specific piece of gear. The problem, though, is, like, when you have builds that are based around a specific piece of gear, like, I could, in theory, never get this item to drop.
1: Yeah, because you can't. if every, if every enemy has the same chance of dropping every piece of gear, then you have no way to prioritize finding a specific piece of gear that might change the way the game works for you.
0: Correct. So it's like, it's better overall, but for example, I want to play, I've been, uh, I've got a Lightning Fury uh, Amazon, which basically she uses javelins and they turn into lightning. Uh, they oh, hit nice. enemies and then they split apart into like somewhere between five and 10 projectiles. And then they kind of like scatter across the ground, and every time they hit an enemy, they split apart again. So it's like, it's not only does it look really fucking cool, but it's incredibly efficient at farming because you can throw like one or two of these things and kill like everything on the screen. And the more enemies there are, the better it is. So, like, it's really cool because, yeah, like you were going to say, Jake, they just like spread and multiply, right?
1: Problem is, ricochets off of everybody and.
0: Yeah, and each enemy they hit produces more multi- or, uh, projectiles. Um, and they pierce, like each one has like a, I think I've got like a 50% pierce chance. So when they hit an enemy, they have a like a coin flip as to whether or not they're going to hit them. But that mm-hmm. projectile will also just go through that enemy and hit the next one as well. So you don't even lose that one projectile.
1: That's fucking awesome. That'd yeah, it's really, really
0: cool. It's, it's a hell of a lot of fun. Um it does have its weaknesses, which we can get into, but the big one is javelins are, uh, you can have, like, you have your your item that javelin, so that's your weapon, right? And it has all its stats and whatnot. Yeah. But it's a consumable. You don't break it when you run out, so it's not like you have to worry about, oh, I threw my last one, I don't have this anymore, but you have to go back to town and repair it to get your javelins back.
1: Oh, I see.
0: The javelin I need has, uh, it's a unique one. There, it's not the only way to get this, but I haven't gotten any that have this uh, affix where automatically replenishes its quantity, so you can just keep going.
1: And, and that's a, like affinity in Minecraft when you get a, a, arrow, a bow with affinity. Correct. Infinity, so you just, just
0: shoot. You just carry the one arrow and you can shoot as many uh, as you want, right? Yes. Same thing with this. But currently, I don't have that, and it makes the build really obnoxious to play. like it goes it takes most of the fun out of it, where like when you first do it, you're kind of like, "Oh, this is awesome." And then, like ten minutes later, you had to stop what you're doing, run back to town, and repair your gear. yep, and that's like driving me nuts. And I've put in a decent amount of work farming like Mephisto and whatnot, which is so there are there are bosses that have slightly higher chances of dropping. Specific items, and it's not necessarily yes. the specific item. A lot of it has to do with, like, level ranges on stuff. Um, oh, okay. So, like, in theory, if you wanted a specific item, if it was lower... So, like, say the item you wanted would only drop from level 80 enemies or higher. You wouldn't yeah. necessarily want to fight a level 90 because he would also have other items he could drop. You want to yep. fight the lowest enemy that will drop it because the his loot pool will be smaller. Yeah. Effectively. Now, there's other, there's other factors as well, but just, you know, other things being equal, that's what you want to be doing. And Mephisto, if I remember correctly, is basically the best one. Like, I think Diablo has a slightly higher chance, but Diablo... You can't, like, really farm runs... Diablo, can you? Yeah, you can.
1: Oh, I thought when you killed Diablo, the game reset.
0: Nope. There's no reset. You can kill, you can farm every boss in the game multiple, like, infinite amount of times.
1: That's good design.
0: Yep, so you can just keep doing them, but you, every time you do, you had to, I don't know if you remember this, Jake, you had to break those seals to fight yep. him. Well, in Hell, uh, the enemies in there are obviously quite a bit more dangerous, it takes a little bit more time to do, and on top of that, the, uh, so in order to do it, it's not just activating the seals, but you had to activate the seal, which three or four of them spawn an elite enemy that you had to kill. Well, those enemies frequently uh, they have uh immunities. so like if one spawns with like if I'm on my uh, blizzard sorceress and one's like immune to cold, then it's incredibly difficult for me to kill him, whereas like and I have to kill him in order for Diablo to spawn. Whereas yep. on Mephisto, I can teleport to Mephisto, like I do have to go through uh here's the trade-off Diablo is in the same place every time. Uh, Mephisto's... Mm, you gotta find Mephisto. Yeah, Mephisto, he's in the same place, but, like, his zone, so you, uh, you have to go through one zone to find him, and that zone is, like, the biggest zone in the game, <laughs> yeah. and it's the most random, so, isn't like... He, he's the one in the desert, isn't he? No, that's, that's Durial. Oh, Mephisto's okay. the next one, where you're in the Durance of Hate. Do you remember the enemies that, when you attack them, they explode? Like, the little, yes. uh, the little pygmy skeleton guys? Ugh, it's yeah, that, that zone? <laughs> So you also just randomly die because you'll be teleporting uh-huh. in and your, like, uh, your hireling guy, your mercenary, will just kill one and kill you both. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, because, like, he immediately Great. starts yeah. attacking. So, like, as you're teleporting in, you'll just accidentally teleport into a group, which wouldn't be the end of the world, except for he turns around and just immediately starts attacking, kills one of them, and it kills you both. <laughs> so every now and then you're That's just teleporting be- through and it'd be like, you di- you're dead. But uh, most of the awesome. time... His runs are a lot quicker than, Mephisto's are a lot quicker than Diablo. He's like, he's kind of the bread and butter for like mid-level farming. There's a few items that are, you have to farm uh, higher level zones in order to get Mm -hmm. the items you want to drop. But they're pretty far, few and far between. Um, But yeah, the, uh, I'm just kind of like at that spot where like, it's going to take me, like I could play all weekend and get almost nothing out of it. You're at
1: severe diminishing returns. Right,
0: because I, like, like I've got... There's a few runes. Obviously, I could use... Anybody who knows anything about Diablo 2 knows. You can use any number of these high-level runes. Like, there's no sure... Like, if I had any of them, I'd be like, sweet! Um, Yep. So, like, I'd love to get any of those to drop. And then there's, like, a handful of pieces that are actually useful for me that I don't have. But other than that, like it's those two things so i've got like there's like probably 10 different runes so i've got 10 different lottery tickets i could win yep um and then maybe 10 pieces of gear i could get like specific like pre-rolled like you know uniques or set pieces um so like there's not a whole lot of space and i play kind of recklessly too here's the other thing so i play recklessly by the time you get to hell difficulty you start losing like a chunk of xp when you die
1: yeah it, it, there's a cost to yeah so like, recklessly
0: so like i hit like my highest one's like 90 and i haven't been playing much lately but like i hit 90 on my uh, sorceress and the way i play i'm basically stuck at 90 yep. <laughs> it's like i could if i wanted to like dial it back a little bit and play it safe i could very easily continue to level especially they introduced these things called terror zones so one of the things about the game is like each specific zone has a level. And so the problem people ran into in the past was like, once you get up into like 90, you're higher level than every almost every enemy in the game, except for like mm-hmm. Um So it just slows down the leveling process even more, getting from 90 to 99. Yeah. Well, they introduce Terror Zones, and it's just a rotating thing where like, basically it's just like, you know, the Black Marsh... Boom, that's terrorized. Now, every level in the Black Marsh is, uh, like, two levels higher than whatever level you are. So, like... Jesus. um, But it gives you a place to go to, like, level up. And, like, the nice thing is, is now they're... Not only do they give a lot more XP, they're a little more challenging. So, like, you know, they're more fun to fight. But Mm, their loot tables are changed. So now they have the ability to drop gear they wouldn't have before. Because that's what would happen, is there was, like a handful of zones somewhere between like five and 10 that people farmed like repetitively because they were yep. the high level zones. And so for example, on blizzard, the blizzard sorceress, the one you'd want to fight was called the, uh, uh, I think it's the ancient tunnels in the lost city in act two. Cause mm-hmm. like what you're looking for is a combination of, uh, the highest level zone. So I think at the time it was like 86. And then you want the zones that don't have immunities to whatever build you're running. So like, they've, they'd have figured all this shit out. So because the game's fucking twenty years old, or longer, or older, I should say. <laughs> yeah. And so no enemy in the ancient tunnels would ever spawn, except for like, uh, very rarely, with um, immune to cold. So like, yep. that's the You can the reliably song. run there. I can reliably, and it's it's a pretty short trip. So you like teleport in, you waypoint to the lost city. the the entrance to the ancient tunnels is in that zone. So you pop Mm -hmm. teleport around, find it, run it, um, and then exit out and you just keep rerunning that. And that's, I mean, that's efficient. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's the name of the game with Diablo is efficiency. Um, there is plenty of difficult content to do, but like when you're farming any game, when you're farming, you want efficiency, not difficulty. So, so yeah, they, they basically took that principle and just applied it to randomly rotating, uh, Zones. So you, basically, they just made the game so you, you don't, you're just not locked into these zones that mm-hmm. you can play and you just kind of like. And it, it's the way it works is like that zone is terrorized for like, I don't know the exact time, but somewhere around a half an hour or longer. So you do, you kind of do the same thing. We're like, okay, I'm going to farm Black Marsh, cleared every, everything in the Black Marsh, save and exit, do it again. So you kind of yeah. still do the same like loop, but it's spread out a bit longer because they're the oh they're not all like the small zones so, like ancient tunnels is not a very big oh, zone. oh yeah so like there's more to kill so that your time between like recreating games is a lot longer and then like you're all you always have the potential to be fighting levels that are your level or higher so yeah
1: like, so you're like i said, that yeah but they also I, do I, have I, the chance
0: to just fucking kill you
1: <laughs> so a there's lot that. more uh Pretty sweet replayability. It sounds like
0: yeah, and then so the the big thing I want to do is like I haven't, um, I haven't fought in, I haven't fought any of the like ubers. I fought like one. I've got a smiter mm-hmm. paladin, um, which is what is used to kill the ubers. But I don't think I've I don't have enough practice because I've never fought them before to solo them yet. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like the problem is is like in order to spawn these, so you had to get three keys. And you use those three keys to open up a portal and there's three of these bosses, so you need nine keys. And hmm. each one of those bosses drops an item. And when you get those items, you can open up another portal and that allows you to fight basically what you're chasing is uh, Uber Diablo's Pandemonium Diablo, who drops a hellfire torch, which is like the second best torch or second best charm in the game. It gives you plus to skills and attributes and shit like that. Like that's the gotcha. end game end game. Um I fought uh, actual Uber Diablo, who drops the Annihilus Charm, the Annie. Uh, yep. I beat him. Um, he just—I was just playing. I had never fought him before, and I was just like doing a Countess run, and he was just there. And I'm like, "Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> is this?" And I knew yeah, what he was. I... Like I knew what he was. I'm like, "Oh shit! Now's my chance." I've—I ne- don't have one of these. I'd never fought him before, and I beat him first try. And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And I was so excited. It was—that's uh, good. Basically. I got up early one day. This was while we were at FedEx. It was yep. like, f- I, w- I woke up at my normal wake up time now at like sometime around like four o'clock. And I was like, fuck yeah. it, I'm going to run some Diablo. I can't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just there. And I was like, so stoked driving into work.
1: That <laughs> always feels, yeah, when you get to just a super like out of the blue, nice fancy or nice, uh nice uh, roll the dice, so to say.
0: Yeah. And the cool thing is, is like, you can. So now I just have that charm, and so I don't have to, like, whenever I play a character, if I'm playing, like, for realsies, I just yeah. transfer that charm over to them through the shared stash. Like, you only ever yep. need one. Now, mine's not the best roll, but it has all the primary attributes. Like, yep. it's just not quite as good as, like, a perfectly yeah, you rolled one.
1: you rolled a, a 98, not a 100.
0: Right. So it's just like, cool, now I don't, I just have this now. So yep. and it's a big improvement to characters cuz like the way the game works is like so you've got so what it does Jake is well plus 1 to all skills it gives you somewhere between like 10 and 20 to all resistances and 10 to 20 to all attributes and then I think something else so like it's pretty that's a pretty significant f- stats really fucking good um the the resistances is huge cuz it's it's a small charm as well so it takes up one square yep and it gives all that well the hellfire torch is gives like plus two to three to all skills, but it rolls by, based on class. So there's a Hellfire Torch mm-hmm. for every class. Um, and that's the big one. That's what makes them, like, you want to repetitively farm these. Because, like, not only are there multiple, obviously, one for every class, but then they also roll as well. So a perfectly rolled Hellfire Torch is for, like, Sorcerer, Sorceress, or Paladin is worth, like, a lot of money. Not money, but, like, you know, currency and shit like that on the trading market.
1: Because oh, yeah. they're very it's- rare. Yeah, and that's what you're going for. Yeah.
0: that's a, So, like, the it, and it's kind of silly, too. So, like, a Hellfire Torch that's perfectly rolled would go for, like, ten times the amount of one that's, like, missing one to yep. all resistances. Even though, like, nobody cares about that, that it's 19 out of 20. Like, it doesn't make any practical difference.
1: It's just, like. But no, it's not 20.
0: <laughs> but it's not 20. And, like, what else do I have to do in this game? Like, if I'm at the point where I have all this fucking currency, I'm going to want a perfectly rolled one. So, so yeah, that's what I've been doing. Also, fucking around with uh, AI image generator, which I saw you were oh, we've on been last going night. <laughs> yep, I saw a bunch of those last night or been this going morning. Crazy
1: with that! You've been going bonkers. I I hop on and fuck around. Sometimes we did like a little like monthly subscription for uh, to have like a little more access to just a generic AI art generator and just having fun throwing stuff in there and seeing what it spits out.
0: I saw you got a plumber. It took burning down the building to get a plumber that wasn't dressed like Mario.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was in class and I was, ugh. So I, I'm officially in plumbing school now as an apprentice plumber, and it is is one of the most boring things ever. Like I remember, I vividly remember how much I hated uh, high school and college. I hate sitting in classes and being lectured at. About stuff I don't care about, so like in college, some of the stuff we got to learn about I liked, so it was different. Like doing dendrology, doing herpetology. Um, you know, the study of herpes. Amphibians. <laughs>
0: what? Is herpetology the study of herpes? No,
1: herpes is uh, your amphibians and uh, yeah. amphibians and reptiles. Uh, but like, yeah, amphibians, reptiles, mammals, uh, dendrology is trees. Stuff like that, man. I, I loved those classes, but... Oh, I just hate being stuck in this, in a, oh, how do I say it? I don't want to insult anybody, but, like, I'm a fast learner, and the other 30 people in the class aren't, or at least a number of them aren't, and, like, you have to, a class has to run as fast as its slowest student. Yep. And, like, I just, I'm not saying plumbers are stupid, because they're not, but I just, I learn so much faster than most people, and so it's just so boring just slowly slowly chugging through this stuff and and not to mention it's also just a state program like it's not even like a private school Mm -hmm. it's a state-run program so it is just it is slow and boring and all so you can work ahead and uh i learned that the first week so yeah you can work ahead you can work so far because you have to have something submitted before you can do like big tests or whatever, but I have completed the next seven weeks of homework and tests. They're all done. <laughs> um, I actually got, <laughs> there's one quiz. I got a, I got one question wrong. So you can take all the quizzes twice. And I went through, it's open. It's also also open book. So it's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. But I went through the quiz and I did it and I would gotten one wrong. You know, there's a couple couple times here and there where like it could it could go between one or two things. I'm not super sure. You know, it's not super clear in the book to be honest sometimes. So you pick one. And then you go back there's like, "Oh, it wasn't that one. It was it was C not A." And so I you just literally just write it down. It doesn't tell you it was C and A, but like, you know, well, A and D weren't really options, so it's either C or B. Yep. And when I went through, I misclicked another question and got it wrong. <laughs> so I, everything else I've done has a hundred percent except for that one quiz. But like, so now I'm done with school essentially until like for like eight weeks or seven weeks, except I have to be in class every single week and listen to them give lectures on safety and tool. Like we did a whole, it's on. we did a whole thing on tools. It's your first year of school for plumbing. And that means they have to teach you like tools and shit and what tool, how to use tools and what tools are safe and what you should use tools for. And, Oh my gosh! It's driving me freaking crazy having to deal with that. Well, it probably oh. also
0: doesn't help that less than a year ago you were still in top in the uh, this your own the like previous school thing. So like yeah, I would yeah. It's been I less than have- a year since you've been already been taught how to use the tape measure that you already knew how to use. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. The, the, the training program I went to reminded me how much I hate school. God, I hate being in school. And then school is reminding me again how much I hate being in school, except this school lasts for four fucking years. <laughs> good luck with that. There is good news, though. You get to miss four. Uh, you can miss four classes a year, and so my plan is to save all of those until the final month and just skip the last month. Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> yep. Be like, well, it's May and I haven't missed any classes. So I'll see you guys in fucking August. Bye.
0: <laughs> <sighs> oh man,
1: I'm so upset that we're having this we're doing this podcast today because I was so excited to complain about uh, Tarkov and I am just I'm so burned out. I'm I'm hot and I'm tired. The last couple of days have been just horrendously hot. Like hu- uh, heat index well above 100, into the 100 105, 110, 115. Um like my AC has been having a hard time keeping up last night. Uh, My wife and I were sitting on the couch, uh, and it wasn't unbearably hot, but it was like 75. We keep our house set to like 70, and Mm -hmm. 75, 76 is is just uncomfortably warm. And I checked, and at 1030, it was still feels like 95 outside. Uh It's horrendously hot, and so I am just burned to a crisp. I'm so tired, I'm so exhausted, and I don't have the energy to complain appropriately about how much I fucking hate Escape from Tarkov god i hate that fucking game i don't hate it but i hate it some friends of mine convinced me to play it so we i'd I'd gotten back into a group of friends we all we played cod and we were playing cod like like between three and four times a week sometimes we'd hop on at night and we'd play for a couple hours we'd go play warzone which i didn't even play warzone before i just played like the multiplayer you know spawn in on a team try to capture the objective yada yada and Warzone is like the traditional battle royale where, you know, you drop in 150 people and try to be the last team standing. And so, like, it was a lot of fun because you're kind of learning how to replay the game and all the things about it. Well, you're having a blast. And then one of the guys is like, I'm going to go get Escape from Tarkov because that game looks kind of fun. And one of the other guys is like, oh, I used to play that a couple years ago. I kind of like it. I'll redownload it. And so they played for a couple weeks and we were still playing COD semi-regularly, but they'd play Tarkov during the day. And then it wiped, which they do like I have no idea the schedule. But every once in a while they'll take they'll reset everyone's account, so everyone's back to you know, I, I think it drops you back to yeah like back to level one, nothing in your inventory, yada yada. I think the only thing you get to keep is because in the game you have like a hideout or a base, and you can make that's like long term you're making upgrades to it. So you know you to upgrade this station you need you know five batteries and six GPUs and three CPU coolers and it's gonna it, it'll take you you know 50 hours to find all the shit for that And i think you get to keep those between mm-hmm. wipes but maybe not either way so the wipe happened they've been trying to get me to play with them forever and uh this game which by the way is um in it's very much a early access game it runs and it's a decent early access game but it's very much early access is 45 dollars, and i was like i'm not paying 45 dollars well, one of my buddies lost a bet with me, and and uh, since he was going to give me fifteen bucks, and the wipe had lowered the price another like ten or fifteen bucks, so they put it on sale. It was closer to twenty or twenty-five bucks, and I said, you know what? Oh, I'll we'll give it a shot. And we've played it. I've played it for gosh, I uninstalled it now. It's how much I hate it. But I think <laughs> I probably put like forty-ish, fifty-ish hours in it, which is nothing for an actual Tarkov player, but it's enough to know. To, I fucking get the game. Yeah, and, and
0: by if you. If after 50 hours I don't know whether or not I'm gonna enjoy this then your game fucking sucks just oh my god anyways so
1: the problem with Tarkov is it's actually a phenomenal idea for a game and it's a the, the gameplay is phenomenal if you're not playing against people. It's the classic thing where you know what you know what makes the game unplayable Matt is the fucking people that play it <laughs> um, Tarkov is just a troll's fucking wet dream. Nothing, uh, there's nothing better to a shitty internet troll than hopping onto Tarkov and fucking ruining my trying to get some shit figured out. So the way, in case you never heard of Escape from Tarkov, it's one of those, like a brutally difficult, very high stakes, um, hyper realism style game. It's set in, I think, somewhere in Russia. That's what Tarkov is. And the idea is you're a soldier or, like, ex-private military or um, just, like, so you have scavs, which are just, like, scavenger people. And you're kind of in these, like, war zone areas, and you kind of go in, and you're trying to gather loot and get out. That's the whole goal. The whole goal is get in, get shit, get out. And you can be there for, you know, some of the maps are 15, 20 minutes. Some of the maps are 45 minutes, so you can kind of explore around. In the map, there's going to be a bunch of AIs. Uh, a significant portion of the of the things in the game are going to be they're called AI scavs, and they're just going to be you know dudes kind of roaming around. And depending on what you spawn in as, you can be either a PMC, which is there's probably a word for it, but it's to me that was your playable main character that you're always the same PMC. And that's where if you spawn in, you're, you're going to put armor on from your stash, you're going to put guns from your stash, or you could spawn in with literally nothing, and you kind of go around, you try and find shit. If you're a PMC. All the scavs will try and shoot you. You're basically the enemy. They'll always try and kill you. The other way you can play is you can spawn in as a scav with random loot. So, like, you know, let's say the match is 40 minutes. You spawn in as a scav. You spawn in at roughly, like, 25, 30 minutes in. So all the PMCs have had 10 or 15 minutes to play and fight and run around. So you're kind of getting, like, you know, the the seconds and the thirds. But you spawn in with random gear. Maybe you get armor, maybe you don't. you always have a gun. It could be a dinky, shitty pistol. It could be a nice sniper rifle. You spawn in with random shit. And you go around, you loot, you try to find stuff. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. And then you get the fuck out. You go to your exfills. It's really fun. It's super realistic. So the, the... what really clicks with me, like how it's a it's a realistic game. Most people have played Call of Duty or CS:GO or Battlefield, or they've seen someone play it. And when you're shooting someone in Call of Duty, and you you know you've got your magazine and you've got a hundred extra bullets. Well, when you reload your half-empty mag and you put a new mag in, it just shows you that you have 80 bullets left. It just you just have an ammo pool in your backpack basically. In Tarkov, that is not how it works at all. Your clip has 20 bullets. And when you shoot ten of them and reload, that clip now has ten bullets. Except the game won't even tell you it has ten bullets, because maybe you didn't count. So it'll just have a little question mark next to it, which is super realistic and super cool. So you know, you get in a gunfight, and you know, you're shooting, you're shooting. You you do those mid reloads because you're like, I don't know how many bullets I have, but I probably like a third of a clip. So let's get a fresh clip in there. And when you get out of the fight, you've got three, you know, three clips of varying whatever. And hopefully, you're carrying a. Maybe, maybe 50 rounds of ammo for him, and you have to sit there and, like, you, you tell the game to do it, but you listen as he, goes, he clicks ammo into those mags to refill them, you know? If you kill someone and pick their gun up, your guy won't know how much ammo is in it. You have to, like, take... You can take the clip out and, like, unload it and check, or you can... There's a cool animation where if you pick a gun up and you, like, there's a button to check ammo, and he'll, like, pull the clip out and try and look down inside of it, and then it'll say, you know, roughly half, or, you know... Maybe a third or, or it about full because that's kind of what your guy can glean from it and like all that's super cool and the, the like the creeping around it's super slow it's um, playing it alone kind of sucks but like we were running in groups of three usually and it's so much fun to just be slowly working through an area very methodical because there's there's real punishments you get shot and you're gonna fucking die not guaranteed but you know you get domed in the head inst, insta death there's no buying back there's no rezzing someone picking someone up um you have to have healing items so like if you get shot in the arm and it breaks your arm you have to have a splint to put on your arm and you know if your arm is bleeding you have to put a bandage on it or if it's like heavily bleeding you have to put a tourniquet on it otherwise you'll keep bleeding out stuff like that and so again very grueling very tight gameplay it really record really um, rewards like you and i playing together it's like you know, hey, I heard someone walking behind us. I'll watch front, you watch back. And we kind of slowly... Like, the number of times we'd be walking down a hallway, and they'd be walking forward, and I'd be facing backwards, backtracking behind them. Because someone has to watch the flank. Mm-hmm. Super fun. Um, except when you have people who have no fucking life, and play the game too much, and just have all the best armor, and have nothing better to do, and all they want to do is spawn into your games, and kill you as quickly as possible, and ruin your run. Like, this. That's all, and I mean, there's something to be said for people enjoying the games the way they want to enjoy them, and that's fine, but it's really fucking annoying. Like, for the scav runs, it's not as big a deal, because remember, you didn't, none of it's yours, and that's, I I die all the time on scav runs, and I couldn't care less, because none of this shit was mine anyway. Like, oh, I found a really good gun and some really good loot. Well, yeah, but it wasn't mine. Like, I, you know, I, like, I roll the dice, and, and, and maybe I'll get some good stuff, and I got killed, whatever but you spawn as a PMC and you know, you have a very limited pool of stuff. You only ever have any guns. You can, you can buy weapons. You can buy pretty shitty weapons, but you can buy weapons, but like you only have so many and money's not infinite. And so you spawn in, you try and bring some good armor and you know, you can only buy so good of armor. You can only buy so good of guns. You can only buy so good of ammo. And it would happen all the time where like I would roll up or we, we would roll up on a couple of people who just like, they just fucking play the game more than we do and um, they have way better armor in case like obviously if you can land a headshot you'll get them i mean it's in a firefight so good luck Uh, except unless they have a high-end helmet with a face shield on it which will stop bullets that's a thing Mm -hmm. otherwise you shoot them in the chest there's a lot of bullets there's a fucking app for the game because there's an app for everything but like you can look at like penetration chance and there's a lot of times on those high-end really high-end armor that people who play too much can have and like most of the bullets i can buy their penetration chance is like four percent and keep in mind one bullet getting through isn't going to kill them yeah like i need to shoot them like nine times to kill them with this bullet or six times to drop them and every bullet has a five percent chance of penetrating and it's happened multiple times where like i dump an entire clip into somebody now in fairness most or i say plenty of them didn't hit but let's say half the mag hits them, so they get hit with 15, 16 bullets. They're fine, no damage, or at least uh, appears to. Because then they shoot me three times, and I have shitty armor. Because that's you can only buy kind of shitty armor, and you die. <laughs> and it's like, wow, that was fun. I just and like I spent you know five minutes getting my character loaded up with stuff, getting food in his backpack because you have to have food, water, meds, ammo. Counting my ammo out, make sure my clips are all good. Um, you know, it takes sometimes five, ten minutes to load into a lobby because it's run on shitty servers. And we spawn in, and like literally, we'll spawn in, we'll run for a minute, and then we'll get sniped and killed, because these fucking people know where the spawns are. They're all set spawns. And what they do is they spawn in, they go, oh, I'm next to this tree, I know this map perfectly, and there's a spawn to my left a little bit. And they'll go up on a hill, look left, and there we are. Pop, 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 we're all dead. That was fun. That was fucking great. The other thing about it, since uh, it's a, it's a troll's paradise, is everything in the game is pretty set. So like all the spawns are known and the X-Fills are super known because there might be 15 spawns on a map and they'll get randomly used. So there isn't always someone to your left. But the x there's only like three or four X-fills where you can get out and those are always in the same place. And it's pretty fucking common to just hang out by an X-Fill and kill people as they're trying to leave because those guys probably have good shit. Mm-hmm. Like they've come in, they've looted, they maybe killed some people or they found some bodies and they got a bunch of stuff. Like it's happened multiple times where we'll go to leave and there's a couple of them where the exfil is like you go into like a concrete hut, down some stairs, and basically like, into like some tunnels and that you just stand by the door and you exfil and you open the door and there's two guys sit laying on the laying on the steps looking up, just waiting for someone to come in and <laughs> like I mean, the sound in the game is super important. They heard you walking up. Like they mm-hmm. know people are walking up, and so they're ready, and you open the door and they fucking blow your head off and kill you. We nice. had it happen once. <laughs> so uh, when you spawn in as a scav other scavs will not kill you. You can The AI ones. You won't... I mean, the people certainly will, but the AI won't. And so it's a... You know, depending if you want to fight scavs, you can go shoot the scav and take their stuff, the AIs, or you can just run right past them. But once you shoot a scav, the rest of the scavs in the game will aggro you if they see you. And so we were playing with... There was three of us, and we were like, fuck it, we'll kill scavs, get some free guns. They sell for money, no matter what. In-game money, obviously. And so we're, we do that. We're, we're going to leave... And as a, as one of the guys I'm playing with steps onto the road, a sniper scav fires one shot, domes him, and kills him. He's dead.
0: <laughs>
1: Just like we walked out, there are sometimes scavs in this area. This one happened to have a sniper rifle, and he shot him right in the head and fucking killed him immediately.
0: Amazing.
1: And it's like, there's... The worst part about the game is that how good the game is, except for the people that play the game. And so, like... The, my rationale on it, and why I just, I finally gave up on it, is, like, the only people still playing, because w- when they wiped the servers, everyone came back, because it's a new game, basically, like, it's, that's the fun part of the game, is the, like, best part of Minecraft, the early grind, um, so everyone came back, and there's a bunch of new updates, a bunch of fun stuff, and, uh, slowly, what happens is everyone, get, everyone remembers why this game is fucking awful, on top of all, like, there's bugs, there's glitches, there's, the whole thing we talked about with Dark Souls, right? The game can't be abhorrently difficult and have bugs and glitches. Okay, well, this mm-hmm. does a lot. Um, the other thing it has a lot of, I didn't even go into this. So it's a relatively, it's a company, ma- it's it's a game made by either a small company or literally a guy. I don't know. It's either very tiny or one dude. Um, cheating runs fucking rampant in the game. There are tons of cheaters, and it's like a known thing the guy has talked about, or at least someone for the, like one of the guys has talked about, like for them to be able to run like decent anti-cheat software in the game, they would have to like rewrite fundamental parts of the code. Like the core code of the game has to change. Mm -hmm. So it never will. And so like it's pretty fucking easy to cheat in Tarkov and like nothing's worse than playing an abhorrently brutal game and then just getting fucking ganked by some dude who's aimbotting. Like I've seen tons of videos of, I mean, a lot of videos of like people flying around the map, hovering above it, just aimbotting people and shooting them on the head. <laughs> like, we had one game we spawned in where um, we spawned in, and then we just heard like regular gunfire just bang, 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 bang. And then we walked around a corner, and my buddy got shot in the head immediately. And so um, I ran into the building. I did some looting. I I used I ran through the building to get to the opposite side of the map for my exfil. and the second I stepped out, I got shot in the twice chest, or shot in the chest twice and died, because there's just there's one or two dudes and they're just camping somewhere probably above the map and shooting everyone that runs out. Like, that sounds like fun. I'm glad I spent and like that was a PMC run, so I brought in like I. It's always the you know what do you do? do you, you're running your PMC. You're you're investing money in this. You have a backpack full of healing items and food and water and oh, and don't forget, you can't buy food and water. You have to find it.
0: <laughs> Great.
1: Um, now, when your character is resting between runs, he does regenerate slowly. But like, if we want to run PMCs three times, you have to have some food and water, and you can't buy it. You have to go find it. So like, I bring all this shit in and i spent you know we spent you know five ten minutes getting the game plan getting our characters built we spent 10 minutes matchmaking and we're there for 30 seconds and we're dead that's cool or what is really fun and what happened with him that time we're there for 30 seconds one of us dies the other two don't so now you just don't get to play the game while they finish playing or get killed
0: does it not let you uh like exit out and go do something else
1: Oh, I mean, yeah, you're like, you're dead. It kicks you back to the main menu, but like you can't play with them for the next yeah. twenty thirty minutes because you have nothing to do. yeah, I mean, it just, and like there are there are maps that, in my opinion, are completely unplayable. And so the case in point would be if anyone that plays, um in my opinion, woods and shoreline are unplayable because they're just basically huge open fields or or semi forests, but just very open, very long lines of sight. And so it's just a sniper's paradise of. A dude who, what I always said to them when I was getting really frustrated, it's like, the people who are doing the best are the people who are playing the game the least. Because all they do is they get a very nice gun, they go lay down somewhere, and they watch an area, and they don't move for 35 minutes. And anyone that tries to run by them, or they go camp in exfil, and they shoot them and kill them. And that's, like, the point of the game is the spawning in, getting loot, maybe win some firefights with people, and... You know, have some back and forth, and I, I lost tons of firefights that were fun, where I shot at them, they shot at me, I hit them, they hit me, Bob, I ended up dying. Um, but the people who aren't playing the game, they're just camping an area, sniping, they're the ones who ruin it. It's And, and completely ruin it. They make it, in my opinion, unplayable. Like... I've had this discussion with Matt and other people and I've normally very heated and very energetic about it and I'm like I can barely keep my eyes open I'm so tired and I'm upset that I have to have this complaint fest about this game that is awesome and terrible while I'm so tired yeah that's why I think about that fair enough so that's what I mean like and I I was on vacation last week um, which I'm we didn't get I was shockingly busy for my vacation in the evenings we had like all kinds of stuff planned in the afternoons. I had all day, and then we would do stuff in the evenings, and it just didn't work out to get an episode out. But I was playing, was it last week or two weeks ago? It was last week, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was last week. Yeah. Yep. Um, I played a ton of Tarkov. I played a ton of Call of Duty and a ton of Tarkov last week, and I put a lot of effort in, a lot of time in. I got to, like, level 10, which, again, anyone that plays the game, like, level 10 is nothing to shake a stick at. There are people who are level 40, but 10's a lot. you got to play a lot to be level 10. I think that's like, so, for example... Um, A run, if I did a run and didn't kill anybody, didn't get any fights, I'd usually get about 500 XP. If I killed a couple people and got out, I'd get around 1,000, maybe 2,000 XP. And I think level 10, I was at like 50,000 XP. Mm -hmm. So a a ton. I I got my hours in. And then I uh, left. I stopped playing with my friends. I went and played Call of Duty by queuing up with randos on Warzone. And I instantly had infinitely more fun. It was shocking how much more fun Warzone is because it's actually a a decently well-made game, even though it's also made like, it's also terribly made. It's way fucking better than Tarkov and it's just way, way better. So don't buy Tarkov unless you want to be very frustrated. Like it's not exactly my, my, one of my complaints about it was it isn't exactly pay to win, but the game is very pay to win to me in that you pay with time. And if you just put more time in, you'll probably win more games. Um, which, I mean, maybe that's how you want your games to be, so you can go shit on noobs, but like, as some, like if the game wants to encourage people to pick the game up, like it's not very fun when I want to go play the game and I have all these people that have just been playing way longer than me, and they may or may not be better at games than me. Like, their aim might be a little better, or it doesn't matter. Because they just have infinitely better equipment, I can never win a fight with them. I saw one. So this, this I'll end on this. This is the most egregious... Um, TikTok I saw about Tarkov and it was there was a dude a single dude and he was fighting against three people in a hallway and all three people I think two people had automatic weapons and one of them had a pistol and this guy peeked around and they started shooting at him and so he put his steel helmet down with a tiny little visor and then walked up this hallway while taking shots from two automatic weapons and a pistol walked up the hallway stabbed all three of them to death
0: (laughs) It's like,
1: why am I even playing? Why did I load in? If there's fucking people like that, what's the point in me being here? Like Every time I load into play, I'm just hoping I get to play against people that aren't that. Because if I play against that, I just lose.
0: You're there for the uh, big fish to feast upon.
1: Yeah. And I eventually was like, I'm just done doing this, and I fucking uninstalled it. And It was funny. I I uninstalled it, and there's a channel that... The guys I was playing with. We had a special channel on one of our discords for it. It's called Tarkov Torture, which is adequately named. Or appropriately named. And they haven't played it since. Like, which I'm happy because, fuck, like, all we would do, we would get on and all we would fucking do is complain about how much this game fucking sucks and how we got fucked over. This is ridiculous. How can this game do this? What the fuck is going on? And then I'd be like, let's go play Call of Duty. And... Again, one of the reasons I went ahead and just uninstalled it was one of the guys we played with, who I, I like. They're decent guys. But he was like, man, I just... I just Call of Duty does nothing for me, man. I just really hate it. It's so annoying. And there's all these problems with it. I don't like this, and I don't like that. And it's just... I just really don't enjoy playing it. And I remember being like, I understand exactly how you feel. Yep. Can we go that's play Call of Duty? Right
0: now. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's been me for the last two weeks. And then he was like, I will not play Call of Duty. I am just... I am not going to play that game. And I was like, Okay. I'll play your fucking game that I was pretty sure I wouldn't like. You won't play mine. Thanks. Uninstall. Do you know who hopefully hasn't uninstalled? Who's that? (laughs) Our patrons. Sorry, guys. I've I've had a lot of strong feelings about Tarkov, and I was I was really excited to do. I I Matt can attest. I had a pretty strong rant to him about it too. Yep. (laughs) Like in private. I and that's so. Let's we'll get to you guys, patrons. I'm sorry. Matt knows this, and it's honestly it is one of the appeals of Tarkov. I like being mad. I do. I love a game that makes me frustrated, and Tarkov makes me frustrated, which is one of the reasons why I kept playing it. I kept grinding on it. I kept working on it. Like, I like a game that makes me kind of mad, and this one just, it just has boiled over well past the pleasurably upset part to the, like, fuck this part. Anyway, thank you to Empra, and Monowolf, who put our stuff on Reddit every single week. We appreciate it very, very much. Also, huge shout-out to Ramblin' Rogue, Ashley, Eric, Ethan, CJ, Asphalt, Ted, Mumbledown, Rob M., Limit of Questions, Derek T., His Forest, and Jasper. Thank you all so much for joining on to the Patreon. If you were interested in being a part of that Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash cantrip cartel, get you access to some pretty cool bonus content, get you into the Discord. Uh, we have all kinds of merch available. You guys can, if have like t-shirts and we have uh, play mats and all kinds of fun stuff. So um, if that's something you think you might be interested in, check it out. The other way you can support us that is super, super helpful and we don't talk about it super often, but simply liking the podcast or giving it a five-star review or maybe writing a review is the best way to help the podcast in terms of getting it out there. We are all beholden to the almighty algorithm, and the more people that rate the podcasts, you know, four or five stars and give a good reviews, that's when Spotify or Anchor or, I guess not Anchor anymore, but Google Podcasts, um, iTunes, they start recommending it to people, and that's how we get more ears on the podcast. Um, the other thing, we are quickly approaching episode 100, and we have um, a uh, uh, we're gonna have some fun on episode 100 we have a fairly large announcement to make that we will uh, will be reserving for episode 100 but we are also planning on doing for the primary part of the show is going to be like an, uh, a QA or ask us anything so over the next couple weeks send us your questions whether it be on on facebook on twitter on email anyone in the discord you can ask us within reason pretty much any question you want. And the episode's going to kind of be a recap of a hundred episodes in and, you know, what we did, what we loved and, and just answering all the questions we can from all of our fans on, you know, maybe some reasonably personal questions about our lives or what's it like to start a podcast or what will we do differently? Or what do we like to do? Or, I mean, Matt and I have been a pretty open book for most of the podcast, but if there's anything that you've been wondering about, shoot us that message. We will catalog it and we will answer it on the show. Um, so as I have alluded to before, Matt, I am horrendously tired. I have been in an oven all day long. So I really plan on keeping this episode like maybe an hour and a half. And I, please don't do two hours. So let's. here's what I want to do. Um, let's go through uh, Legacy and Modern. Let's hit the decks, take a peek at them, um, and then let's focus a little more on the metagame, look for some trends for the week, and kind of just breeze through it this week. How's that sound?
0: Sounds good. There's really only one deck to actually talk about.
1: (laughs) Uh, It's getting late. Matt needs to go to bed relatively soon as well. So, Matt, how is Legacy looking?
0: Uh, If you have Underground Seas, now's the time to pull them out. (laughs) (laughs) Black's pretty strong, huh? Uh, Blue-black, in particular, is quite strong. Uh, Turns out, one of the best ways to... Counteract Bowmaster is to just not run any one toughness creatures, so we're gonna ditch that Delver and that DRC and just run Grief's or Death Shadow Dude, <laughs> instead.
1: Most played cards, they're all blue or black.
0: I know. It's
1: holy it, shit.
0: Troll of, Cause of Doom is the tenth most played card, not creature card.
1: <laughs> and that's gonna—that's a highlight in this like new like blue black like mid range slash reanimator. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, like like blue black tempo. I guess it has to be right. It's like blue black tempo with a reanimation with reanimate in it.
0: Yeah, like for lack of a better word, like it's definitely not a reanimator deck. Um, but for lack of a better word, it's basically blue back blue black tempo.
1: I mean, really blue black scam. Does having grief and reanimate count as scam?
0: Well, the problem is they're kind of they're half six one half a dozen. They've like split it so like we've got grief and reanimate, but we do have wasteland and days as well. So like we don't really, <laughs> you know,
1: yeah, because it's got to be tempo. If you're if you're going to be running if you're running Stifle and days, we've got to be on a tempo package. But you're right. also running grief reanimate.
0: So the to me the grief reanimate, I mean it's it's obvious what it's in here for. It's for the troll, but like that's just like okay cool. As we talked about we're going to run this instead of some lands. And then like I had mentioned it earlier, like this, that troll is really good. It's a tap land that turns on a lot of reanimation spells. Yeah. Um, so like I had mentioned it to you in a different context, but it like, as soon as people started doing, it, I was like, Oh, well that makes a fucking ton of sense. Like the troll's solid. It's a very good threat. It's hard to kill. Um, it's impossible to block. It's, Pretty, within reason, yeah. And especially, like, it's going to be very difficult to block profitably. Like, you're going to throw three creatures in front of it, in front of a 6-5, and like, yeah, you may take it down, but, well, cool, I paid one mana for it, what'd you pay for your three creatures? Because I'm going to take all three of them with me. My Um, two
1: cards killed three of yours.
0: Right. So, I guess we'll start from the top like we normally do. We've got... Technically Grixis Death Shadow, but it's actually just blue black death shadow. Uh brought it home piloted by Andy C S. C. Wilson.
1: Uh let's take a look at this list real quick. Uh Matt, we have one Ob in the side, an Ob and a Meltdown. This is clearly yeah. Grixis. Yeah.
0: That's exactly that's basically my point. I mean we're at the we're at the well, it's not technically <laughs> Grixis because all <laughs> it's doing is running pyroblasts <laughs> yep. type of shit. So Pretty like, close uh same basic principle uh like i to me like meltdown is basically pyroblast for artifacts like it's just that like it's going you're going to run it because it's super efficient and it hits like almost all the good artifacts um so yeah going over the list real quick most of this is pretty stock we've got death shadow bowmaster one brazen borrower four of the troll which the uh, Death Shadow kind of adopted the troll right away anyways yeah. and pitched the uh, st- uh, Street Wraith because they were kind of doing that game plan already where it was just like, yep. I'm going to pay two life, cycle this thing, reanimate it, nuke my life total, then get my Death Shadows online. Yep. The troll, and in trolls. my opinion, just does that even better and is a way mm-hmm. better threat. Um, yeah,
1: infinitely better threat.
0: Yeah, the so they've still got the same basic spell suite, Brainstorm, Ponder, Reanimate, Thoughts, these days, Dismember, Snuff Out force of will nothing new there we do have one blood crypt is uh for the lands and one steam vents as well so like we do have technically a couple red sources in there to cast those meltdowns in the one of nixilis but other than that this is basically just death shadow with a couple red sideboard cards Mm -hmm. Uh, and this blue black trend is going to continue throughout the top eight Mm -hmm. next up this is just it's i don't know the official name for this Deck yet if it has like a name like a like a capital N name, uh, MTG Goldfish just has it listed as blue black. But this is that pseudo tempo pseudo mid rangey like I mm-hmm. just call this mi- blue black mid range. Like that's is it kind like, of a
1: mid range deck if it's running days because like mid range wants to get to did, like
0: three or four lands, doesn't it? It did cut down to two, like yeah, and that's that's what that's like if it had the full four dazes. Or like if I don't I don't know the the deck's relatively new so like I'm it was around last week but like it looks like two dazes might be stock mm-hmm. so like again it's not it's not not a tempo deck but it also isn't like a fully dedicated tempo deck if you know yeah. what I mean so like it's somewhere in the middle it reminds me a lot of like the. Uh, back in the day when Blue-Red Delver was so popular, they came up with another Blue-Red Delver deck to beat Blue-Red Delver. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking
1: about. So it was, it was we just called it Blue-Red Midrange. Yeah, it was Zoomer just Delver. Like,
0: yeah. So it's like, it's still running most of the same cards, but it's still trying to, it's trying to do a slightly different game plan. Yeah. Um, but to me, this just reeks of like, Bowmasters everywhere pitch all the cards that die to Bowmaster.
1: Yep, that's 100%, that's 100% true.
0: Is like the only thing that dies to like a, like a a straight plain bow bowmaster is the one brazen borrower. Everything well, else bowmasters, cons- but well, yeah, but like you can't get around that. Like yeah. as far as the non bowmaster cards, because like I said, you don't want to be running when what? Let's see, uh, six fifty three percent of the top thirty two is running bowmasters. Do you really want eight creatures? Like do you want to build your deck around eight creatures Dude. that just die to the most popular creature? Like instantly? it amazes
1: me like again, everyone can enjoy magic however they want, and I'm not here to tell you that your fun is wrong to anybody. It just amazes me that people have the legitimate opinion that legacy is in a great place when a card that got printed a month ago is in fifty three percent of the top thirty two decks of a showcase challenge.
0: oh, yeah, and the summary gets even worse, like I've got some stuff to say about that too. uh, the other thing that makes me kind of like lean t- more towards mid range than tempo with this is the saron's ransoms like. That's really yeah, not a tempo right. card. Um, so, like, it's we're really splitting hair. Like, 70 of the 75 are <laughs> tempo cards, but there's five that aren't. You know what I mean? So, like... Yeah, you're right. You're right. You just basically pick something to call this. Basically, it's, hey, we run Bowmasters, and uh, it's just broken shit. Basically, what this deck is is blue, black, broken shit.
1: Yeah, so the good stuff <laughs> like yeah. grief or Murktide, or Orcish bowmasters and you know thoughtsees and oh they're not ranked Thoughtseize, I'm sorry uh, like reanimate fatal push stuff out shit like that yeah the
0: uh, the fact that grief is now also one of the most played cards in modern and legacy just really irritates the shit out of me and we'll yeah. get into it but that's one of the one of the things uh, so next up hey look it's a modern deck.
1: Yeah, uh, and there's, there's some legacy cards in there.
0: Yeah, there's legacy cards, but this is a modern deck. Like, yeah. there's no disputing that fucking Gade is a modern yep.
1: deck. Yep, yeah, cra- uh, um, Crashing Footfall Rhinos are here in a in third place in a showcase qualifier.
0: Right, and it's just like, it just keeps getting more help, which is, it's, it's rare that these kind of decks get new cards, but when they do, it's just like... You almost kind of just go, oh fuck, because like uh-huh. the only way to keep these like hyper linear, super focused, super powerful decks in check is to really limit the number of cards they get. So when they get a new one, you're just like, great. So this just this card just slots right into here, and it's yep. just to mirror like Crash Gauge is just a little bit better, like flat mm-hmm. out. So now we've got Lorien Revealed. So now we've got tap lands that occasionally pitch to draw three cards. Like, yep. or and they, 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 it's a tap they lane pit. that pitches to force a uh, force yeah. of will as well. Yeah. Like, that
1: way when you flood out or like that opening hand of, you know, instead of having an opening hand of two lands and a force of will, you can't pitch. Now you have two lands or a pitchable force of will. Like that's yeah. so much better. Yep.
0: So, well, and the other thing to keep in mind is like the way this is set up, like, yeah, you do have some explosive turn ones with the the spirit guides but there's going to frequently be hands where that like coming into play tapped thing really won't matter Mm -hmm. that often so like
1: it's definitely um, something you can get around when 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 the when the trade-off is like i said like you said a duel in that pitches the force or it's yeah at the end of the game draws three cards yeah
0: it's definitely in my opinion worth the cost yep there is downsides to it but it's clearly worth the cost um Next up and fourth we've got, if I remember correctly, this is just uh black and white death and taxes or, yeah, no, we this a uh, no, this this couple weeks uh, ago, didn't we? Well this one, got, like, it's slightly different. They they don't have the uh Rashadn ports, looks like. So we still got Wasteland, we I still mean, have the So like yeah,
1: again. But we've also got like mom, Thalia, Recruiter, Skyclave. Right.
0: So it's it's where do you where do you personally as a listener? draw the line of what these decks are called i would still call this uh death and taxes oh for sure in my without opinion. the rashad and port but like some people like for example my friend Derek rashad and port was like one of his favorite cards yeah like,
1: never getting cut
0: it's never getting cut <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so like death and taxes to him is basically wasteland thalia rashad and port mom and if it doesn't have those and it's not it's not death and taxes so, i got gotcha. you well um, to me Derek's wrong but, well, in this in this per, like this is death and taxes, so oh, yeah. um with bowmasters and thoughtiess <laughs> 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 just it's death and taxes plus nonsense um, anything else that just basically want to check and see if there's something we haven't talked about recently since this deck popped up they do have the GTA, which is. I don't even know if that's unusual. It's just we don't I see think, it in every list.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think GTA has been as popular as the swords in uh, Death and Tax lists. Maybe it has, but Derek, like Derek, won me over so hard when he said like it's just a planeswalker, and I was like, oh my god, it is. It's just a planeswalker. Yep. It's a planeswalker that Stoneforge Mystic can go get, and it's like, man, it's a good card.
0: Yeah, and it's it was particularly good with stuff that uh, like uh, double strike, that that yeah. ship has sailed,
1: but like given oh, a creature. Yeah with double strike gt is just the It's gg's man. The game's over. How do yeah. you how do you financially recover from something like that? I don't. Uh next up in fifth place, we have
0: Hey look, it's that blue black deck. That's almost identical. Pretty There's like much an extra Brace and Borrower. Yep. So, cool. Sixth place, we've got Ab- Abzan depths. So, let's look at this real quick and see what it actually is. Uh, it's listed as apps and apps. So we've got four reclaimers. So so it's 12. Or what we call 12 rot. Um, mm-hmm. With Samwise the Stouthearted. You can't just say Samwise because there's 14. There's a bunch of Wises. Nice I
1: think there's like two a... or three. It's not a bunch. But there's you can't just say Samwise. It's like saying, yeah. you know, I'm going to play Sheldred. Which one? Right. Uh,
0: Bowmasters. Duh. Nice oh, yeah. I see a Gaddick Teague in the side. Um. But yeah, looks like twelve rot.
1: Yep, uh, yeah, the full twelve troprots, you know, four uh green sun zenith. Like I said Samwise and Orchish Bone Master is the biggest pickups for there and um I mean literally like the Orcish Bone Masters is what pushes us into black. Yep. That's it. That's why we're here. That's why we're in black.
0: Yeah. For the longest time that deck well, to be fair, it used to be black. Then it uh, changed well, into, yeah, yeah. into green white. Um but Yeah, since vampire deck didn't white, cut it anymore. Yeah, since it's been green white, it's been pretty solidly green white, occasionally yeah. with like a splash of a
1: uh, red for pyroblast when De- when uh, Delver was just fucking everywhere. I I'm looking at the next list and this name I so next up I'm gonna jump I'm gonna jump, jump Are you ready to move on? Sorry, yeah, yeah, I just saw the name.
0: Yeah, we're good. Oh, on to doom is that
1: per second? Is Wonder Pro per second? I feel. In the in the in the back corners of my mind when we had our, our discussion with Prosekin about how to play Doomsday Well, I did, you weren't there. Um, I can't remember either he was talking about a player named WonderPro or he is WonderPro. Under the assumption that Prosekin is WonderPro, way to fucking go, dude. Uh, seventh place in a in the showcase challenge. Nice. And to
0: be fair, if it's not him, also way to fucking go, dude. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's, that's also true. It's,
1: yeah. So uh Let's look it, at this. It, it, interestingly enough, like Bowmaster makes Doomsday a lot riskier when your plan is to Doomsday and then draw the rest of your deck. Like, you know, if if you're playing against a, a Bowmaster deck and they put any kind of pressure on you, you can imagine where, you know, you go down to, you know, thir- twelve, thirteen life. You Doomsday down to six. Yeah, like, now ugh. you
0: have you have to draw some cards and you to yeah. take a point of damage. <laughs> Everyone's damage.
1: Like, yeah. Ooh, you that's could not great.
0: Really, you know, put the, the math gets on
1: harder. It. I'll tell you, that's for sure.
0: Well, the other thing to keep in mind is like if you play it proactively, and it sticks. Like one of the things Doomsday is going to have to do, and you can just look at the list and see this. They have to dig for Doomsday. You got four <laughs> yeah. brainstorm, four ponder, a Preordain. Like yep. you're going to be cantripping, and that this, when it's ha- when you have like no blockers at all, that one bowmaster can really fuck you up because every effectively at that point every cantrip deals you two. You're gonna get pinged yep. once because there's no threats to r- really deal with, and you're gonna get an additional power on that uh, orc mm. token.
1: This is this list is down to two personal tutors. And up to I do I have four lotus Petal, which I don't. I think lotus petals is usually a one or two of because it's a great. It's a lotus petals usually for your pile. Like you mm-hmm. can use it to ramp out um, Doomsday, but more often than not, it's a way to ramp out or get an extra land drop for your Thassa's Oracle. Mm-hmm. I think I'm not I'm not super super positive, but that's that's what I kind of see looking at it as. Um, uh, you know, like trimming on those personal tutors, which is your traditional ABC, always be casting Doomsday deck. I think up on lotus petals and something that's really cool. Love to see it. One peak.
0: Yeah, it's all the peak, too.
1: I love peak. I love my one of my favorite cards to play in Commander is Telepathy. One blue for an enchantment that says your opponents play with their hands revealed.
0: Yeah, which is fucking annoying as shit.
1: <laughs> I love it. it. Do you know how easy it is to fucking point the table at each other when they can see what's in
0: their hands? Mm hmm. Like it's just like, I, dude, Matt's <laughs> clearly about to win. No, well, the I'm problem not. Is, yeah, you are, dude. He <laughs> is. Yeah. It's
1: like I know I've got five cards you guys can't see, and I'm probably gonna win too. But like we all like Matt's for sure gonna win soon. And then okay, so we stop Matt. We're like, well, uh, hate to break it to you guys, but Mike's gonna win next turn. I see the fucking card. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. and then it's then you get to be like, oh, is everyone done? No one can stop me. Confirmed. I will win now. Yeah.
0: The, the only thing
1: I hate about telepathy
0: and EDH, I don't mind the advantage it gives to the player. I hate that it bogs the game down quite a bit. Cause like since everyone now has almost perfect knowledge, oh, decision yeah. trees just go fucking crazy. And like yep. mediocre players just can't make a choice. And they yeah. refuse to make a bad one. So it's just like, come on, dude, like you gotta actually take your turn. Yes, yep, I you gotta do you, something. I know you just saw you've got you know, way more hands and way more information to yep. deal with, but like you do have to play the fucking game, and it's a casual yep. game with nothing on the line. Make a call, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
1: like just take just your fucking turn. Who cares? Make make a mistake. It's fine. We'll yeah. we'll be fine. But yes, um, I I don't I don't see anything super duper out of place in this doomsday list. Some pretty standard cantrip things, you know, like pile pieces, like two Edge of Autumn as opposed to one, but you know the four Lotus Petal, two Edge of Autumn, uh, running Consider as one of your one of your um, pile pieces, your pile rituals. But yeah, nothing, nothing that jumps out to me as a disgustingly bad Doomsday player. Yeah, fair enough. And by that I mean someone who has played Doomsday once or twice in the free queue.
0: Yeah. Uh, Next up, and rounding out the top eight is death shadow again um we've got death shadow bowmaster grief troll murktide
1: like, almost the same almost yeah. the same deck actually if, basically if, the same fucking ugh, deck. if not the same deck uh, this Although, one no death Sh- the death shadows are running in the full dazes. like let me see here i don't know it's uh, pretty close the uh, well uh, the two? deaths
0: the death shadow list that one wasn't running grief so this Death Shadow list is actually closer to just the non-Death Shadow list. Oh,
1: I missed that they didn't have. Yeah. They, I missed that. Okay. So like,
0: okay. But I mean, again, we're splitting hairs here. Basically, yeah. it's like, do you? I I almost kind of look at it as the reverse, and I know it's not quite this way because there's other things to keep in mind, like your mm-hmm. shocks and dismembers, snuff outs, and reanimates, like the life loss package. Yep. But to me, I look at it as it's almost like, well, do you want to play Death Shadow or not? Because like. You're going to play Bowmaster, you're probably going to play Grief, you're going to have the troll, you're going to have Merc Do you want to play Death Shadow or not? Okay, if so, you use these couple cards, and if not, you use these couple cards.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I get you.
0: You're going to be playing blue-black one way or the other. It's just a matter of, do you like Death Shadow? Yep. Um,
1: I refuse to have a two-hour podcast, and I already know that you want to complain about something in our metagame report. Well, the
0: complaint is going to be tied in here. Then you got ninth place at Death Shadow. and then tenth place is Grixis Tempo, which is actually Grixis Tempo. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't sure. Uh, we actually have what we have Grixis a for means.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we do have Lightning Bolt. We do have you know Dragon Rage Channeler, Delver of Secrets. Actually, a uh, Grixis deck. Well, this is Blue Red Delver with Orchestral Masters. Actually,
0: <laughs> right. Um, so now we've got the metagame summary, right? So yes. other thirty four percent eleven decks. Now, that's
1: great. That's such yeah, great diversity, Matt. There's, six
0: or eight oh. weeks ago, we we were saying the same thing and being sincere, where it's just like, hey, that's fucking fantastic, because they were actually different decks. Now, it's either blue-black or mono-black. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. I I never thought in my life I'd be complaining that mono-black being a thing was a thing. Mm-hmm. And in general, I'm not, because I don't care that this deck exists. I mean, Sorry. I care that this deck exists, Mono Black. I'm happy it exists. Yep. The question is at what cost, (laughs) and we're seeing the cost. Um, So, next up is Death Shadow. So that's that. All that blue black that's in there is categorized as other. Then there's Death Shadows on top of it. So that's twelve and a half percent.
1: Usually blue black.
0: Right. Then we got lands, Doomsday, Mono Red, Prison, Depths. But we've cut it down to like we're down to, like, two-thirds of the decks that we had consistently rotating through these challenges Mm -hmm. before the uh, um, Lord of the Rings set became legal. And, like, that's that to me is just ridiculous. Um, Not to mention there's some decks that are just done. Like, Elves just is not a thing anymore. It may top 32 every now and then. Elves is gone. And while that fucking sucks for me personally, like, the fact of the matter is it's, like ridiculous that like gaia's cradles basically unplayable <laughs> in legacy right now i haven't
1: have, i don't see lands very often anymore either like there's one but like there's, well, there's kind of fell off the map there's
0: three in this top eight or this top 32 um,
1: Oh, i stand but, corrected lands yeah. did show up this week
0: um uh, well one of the nice things that lands does is it just does not give a fuck about bowmaster
1: i guess that's true yeah
0: you're like okay, cool. So you have a, you pay two mana, you ping me for one, and then you have a two one ones. Great. Next, take Cabernacle twenty. At Pendle vale. <laughs> like, yeah, dark depths <laughs> done. Like that's just not a oh, an even, effective yeah, threat enough. against lands because they just don't draw. They they draw plenty of extra cards, but they don't actually draw the cards. They dredge yeah. the cards and then bring them back to their hand. Um, so most played cards. This is like. My nightmare <laughs> when we get to this. <laughs> so it's not quite there, but it's part of it in the most play guard. So we got Force Will, Bowmaster, Brainstorm, Ponder, which Force Will, Brainstorm, Ponder, regardless of how you feel there. about it, they're always there. Then Thoughtseize, right? And then we got yep. Reanimate, Days, Force of Negation, Griefs, Troll. So this is one deck. Yep. This is effectively, well, fec- technically two, because you've got a little bit of Death Shadow here and a little bit of Blue Black there. But this is the mo- top 10 is just basically one deck. Mm hmm top creatures so every set is legal in legacy yep lord of the rings so we've got bowmaster lord of the rings grief modern horizons 2 troll lord of the rings murktide regent modern horizons 2 we've got throne of eldraine the eldraine block i don't know which fucking set for brazen borrower plague engineer modern horizons death shadow again kind of old Dothy voidwalker modern horizons 2 Endurance, Modern Horizons two, and then Simeon's Spear Guide. Like I'm seeing a pattern, seven here. or eight of. I mean, this has been the way it's been with fucking Modern forever, right? Yeah. And now it's the same in Legacy, mm-hmm. like. But clearly, it's me that's the fucking like. I'm just <laughs> you know, I just don't want to adapt or whatever. It's like this is. I didn't even like it when it was legacy and, or when it was modern and modern players bitched about it. Where it's like, Hey guys, can you quit rotating our format with like these new and expensive cards? And it's like, fuck, this is like, where do you go now to not to escape this nonsense? Yeah. Like, do I need to buy power nine to not have to fucking play against grief or (laughs) (laughs) like, what the fuck?
1: The answer is yes.
0: Like, that's just, that to me is absurd. Like, yeah, every fucking card is crazy. legal, and the most played ones are in the sets that just came out within the past year and a half or two years. Like, that's fucking nonsense.
1: Well, they're, they're the most powerful cards. I know, a lot. which is
0: <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Like, I don't know. It's just, it, the, it's just the situation with Magic right now is just stupid to me. Like, yeah. I don't... I understand you could have plenty of fun in this meta, whether you're playing this deck or not. Sure. Whatever. I'm not trying, again, I'm not trying to say your fun's wrong either, but like the way Watsy has decided to monetize eternal formats and I'm lumping modern in there. Like we always do. Even yeah. though it's not technically eternal. It, it. I mean, to be fair, it might as well be eternal now because the only thing that matters is the most recent modern horizon set. <laughs> yep. So like, sure. Basically it's, They've you and I talked about this a couple of years ago, where like I was like they're trying to turn modern into legacy and pioneer into modern. Yep. Like this just reeks of that, where it's like we are going to make modern cards, print them directly into modern, and they're going to take over every format they're legal in. Yep, so like that's, that's the only way succeeded. we can get money out of these people. And like and it, well the thing is, they've succeeded. They're not even done. There's no end to this. Modern Horizon Three comes out next year. No,
1: it's just. Like, we talked about we talked about a couple of years ago or a couple of weeks ago, where it's like, don't worry about your X ones not being good enough. We'll just print X twos for you to play. Yeah, cool. Like we'll just keep printing new cards for you guys. Don't worry about it. We'll just we'll print new powerful cards for you to buy. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to have to be buying a bunch of new cards every year for my two thousand dollar deck. I just want it to, to exist. And like, I get making some upgrades here and there or some try some things out, but please don't just reprint half my deck every year with a new version that I need to buy.
0: Right. And these aren't cheap either. Like, Bowmaster's like 50 bucks. Grief's like 50 bucks.
1: Oh, yeah. Thank God the trolls are fucking
0: common. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Although, you know, I I haven't checked in on the Popper metagame in a long time. I hope the troll, these uh, cycle cards (laughs) aren't just shitting all over Popper. Uh, (laughs) Because Popper Reanimator was a thing. It was a very, like, mediocre deck. But it was a deck. And now Uh all of a sudden you've got Troll of Cause of Doom, which is a fantastic card giving it a huge boost and that's that's if it's just the troll like honest i isn't the green one a creature as well just kind of oh, like oh fuck a yeah it's creature? like a seven, six. right so like now we've got two really in popper terms probably solid creatures
1: Seems... the red one i think only fun is like a six four
0: yeah now again i haven't checked in on popper lately but not yeah anywho top spells Force of will, brainstorm, ponder, thoughtseize, reanimate, days, force of negation, surgical swords, and fatal push. That at least <laughs> sounds somewhat familiar. Yep. So anyway, right, yeah. You ready to bump l-
1: over? Do a tight twenty on modern.
0: Sure. You mean the original legacy? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: just it's just legacy without tools. This is, yeah, just, I mean, like modern is just budget legacy now. Yeah. Pretty much. And I mean, like these decks are budget compared to Legacy decks—one thousand, 600 six hundred—but uh, we get a regular challenge this week. Uh, Bob forty-nine brought it home with Amulet Titan. Um, now this is a this is a mono green Titan list with uh, four prime times, notably none of the what's that. What's that new, like, seven drop one that, like, puts lands in? You You get to draw a card, put a land in a player or whatever. Yeah,
0: I know which one you're talking about, but I, I can't remember the name.
1: Yeah, it's Power and Tough Distributor to of Number Lands. Like, that yeah. was kind of always, like, a plan B for them recently. This is just straight up, like, just primetime and the one ring, trying to bring it home uh, on those four Mycosynth Gardens, which the deck does generate a ridiculous amount of mana when you start having up to eight amulets in your deck. Mm hmm. But. Don't see anything particularly interesting in the main sideboard either. Oh, Cultivator Colossus. There it is. It's in the side.
0: Yeah, I gotcha.
1: Next up, we do have Blue Red Del... I'm sorry. uh, Merktide Regent. Uh, Is it (laughs) Merktide showing up? Uh, Oh, I forgot to tell you. So we were talking about how subtleties spiked. I found them in my trade binder. When I went to cash out at that show, he pulled Mm -hmm. them out and I said, no, I'm not ready to sell those yet. And I put them back in. And they've gone. At the time, they were like 12 and now they're 25.
0: You're so, welcome, Jake.
1: <laughs> thank you, sir. Yep. Yeah, I think I, I think I got those for like eight or nine dollars when we got them because they were just they saw literally zero play.
0: I'm curious, how much are
1: Solitudes? They're still like in the forty fives. They didn't okay. like so like like because Solitude hasn't
0: been seeing a bunch of play lately.
1: No, like Solitude was li- like lived in that like fifty dollar range pretty much the whole time, and it's still in the forty to forty five. Um, griefs, those were those shot up. I think I got my griefs for like. $22 a piece, I got the borderless ones, and they're up to like 55 60 a piece, um, obviously endurance, is, but endurance was always high because it was so powerful in Legacy and Modern, mm-hmm. Fury was always pretty expensive, Fury came out of the gate pretty hard with being, you know, obscenely powerful, what else and then, I think all I'm missing is Subtlety right, and yeah, Subtlety, like, Subtlety was the fucking rotten egg that nobody played at all, and was dirt cheap and I picked him up at the right time, so thank you sir
0: yeah, subtlety's catching them. Like, I just looked at yes. Solitude sitting at about $38 to $40. Okay. Subtlety's up to 25
1: Like, yeah, we're getting there. It's, it's getting there. Uh, that being said, all that being said, this is a pretty standard Merktide list. And I, I mean, like, two Ledger Shredder is probably the spiciest thing in the list. But nothing really going on in the main here that's interesting. Um, sideboard looks pretty boring as well. Um, maybe with, like, you know, a minor misstep here. It's kind of cool. Uh, a couple Stern Scoldings. Love that card. Uh, next up, we do have kind of an interesting deck. We've got five-color humans rocking it out uh, in third place with this Modern Challenge this week. And this is like, this is legit Modern Humans rocking um, their newest, a couple sorry, a couple new pickups. Coppercoat Vanguard. So mm-hmm. two-mana, two-two. Other humans get plus one, plus oh, and have Ward 1, which is very relevant text. Yeah, that card's really good. Like, Ward 1 isn't obviously very easy to pay for, but like when every one of your kill spells like either it has to go a copper coat or it gets dazed is it, it um I haven't played it much in modern obviously but I've played against it a lot in standard and I've watched it be played a lot in standard because it's a mainstay in the modern or in the standard mono white humans list and it really one, it pushes a fuck ton of damage and it really mucks up lines with removal mm-hmm um, Makes it really hard you got, to
0: double spell and shit like that. Oh, and it's obscenely hard. And save it, mana like, for combat tricks.
1: You know, it's obvious. Like you just like oh, always, just kill copper coat. And it's like there's a lot of situations where there's more important things you want to deal with that aren't copper coat. And so now you're forced to like, well, do I kill? Do I waste a kill spell on copper coat, or do I you know possibly give up double spelling this turn to try and kill something else?
0: Well, and the the big thing to keep in mind is like people. It kind of has, like, a right Shaman effect in, like, for example, Elves, where, like, what it does is it gives you another card that, like, has to be killed. It's another yes. must-answer to threat. And even though it's, like, you know, by itself, it doesn't do a whole lot. It's just a 2-2 two, two for 2, right? But, yeah. like, as soon as you get even one or two other uh, humans on the board, like... Now oh, all yeah, of a sudden, the- you have to answer this fucking card.
1: Yeah, when a card for two mana adds four power to the board. Like, holy, the cat's a lot. Yeah, so it's just like... That's a, that's a powerful anthem.
0: Yeah, it's just like how many must-answer threats can we mm-hmm. just jam into this? At which point it's just like, well, as long as I'm paying one or two mana for my must-answer threat and you're paying three or more to kill it, then we're good. Because you also have yep. Thalia as well to increase that cost and oh, yeah. a lot going on here.
1: You also have this... Here's a new one I haven't seen. Jarena, Dauntless General. So, black-white for a 2-2 legendary creature, human soldier. When Jarena enters the battlefield, exile target player's graveyard. And then you can sacrifice Jarena. Humans you control... Wait a minute. Okay, just finish. Humans you control gain Hexproof and Indestructible until the end of turn. Obviously a phenomenal, um, like, Vanguard... Or not Vanguard, but like a Dauntless... Um, Dauntless bodyguard style effect mm-hmm. or self like, like the whole sacrifice to protect my board. Yep. Am I, this, it, it just struck me. Um, are you looking at Gerona Dauntless General? Mm-hmm. They didn't say her whole name when they referenced her. Sacrifice Jarena. Yeah. They, am I Am they I wrong? Don't doing they usually?
0: Doing n- usually they do. They've been doing that every now and
1: then. Like, if Thalia Garden of Thraben said, you know, sacrifice this creature, deal five. What, don't they normally say, sacrifice Thalia Garden of Thraben? Well, I mean, there's,
0: yeah, you go down a couple cards. Uh, Adeline Resplendent Cathar. They say the whole yeah. thing there.
1: That Adeline not Adeline's Cathar's power cathar. is equal to the number yeah. of creatures you control. Yeah. That just stuck out to me. It was like, they literally, because they just shortcut her name in her text box. Well, they, they wanted I, to get that flavor text in there. I guess. That's and weird. And have room for
0: that line. They did.
1: Just Don't get me wrong.
0: Text box and the flavor text.
1: Uh, it is a powerful card. And it is a very powerful ability. Uh, but yeah, oh yeah I mean, again,
0: ton of utility on that card.
1: Powerful enough to bring this deck out of. I mean, I mean, it's not a, you know a deck, but like this this deck that definitely existed in obscurity into the into third place at a challenge. That's pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. Something kind of interesting. So decks like this, I do love to see two Magus of the Moon in the side. Because obviously it's phenomenal against Tron. And you have our time beating Tron, right? Look at this deck's mana base. Mm-hmm. This deck has two basic lands. And it has Magus of the Moon in the side. Yep. Holy shit. <laughs> Talk about an emergency stop.
0: <laughs> no yeah, one
1: plays this game.
0: <laughs> right. Well, they're going to be working off Aether Vial. That's the plan, I would hope. Uh, you, you, Yeah, so,
1: that's the only plan. That's the you only plan. You have to have Aether Vial. Holy cow.
0: But that is a plan.
1: It is. That's true. Uh, Work back button. Jeez Louise. Uh, Next up we have another Is It Merktide list. Bringing in uh, fourth place. This one looks pretty standard. No ledger shredders. um, Other than that, pretty identical to the previous list and most other lists we see. Next up we have that legacy deck uh, that got ported into modern Crashing Footfalls. I'm confused. Let's rewind for just a second here. What did I miss? What am I missing? How is this
0: even cast? Oh, it's Mag's. Never mind. Continue. I I've. It's overlooked. a human. I just saw. Yeah. No. Well, I I didn't realize it was. I thought you. I thought you said Blood Moon. Oh. I didn't actually oh, oh, oh. look to see it was Magus the Moon. So I'm yes. looking for like. I'm like, where the fuck is the red source for Blood Moon? But it's Magus yep. Mag the Moon. Never mind. Cool. There's uh, there's no found... red
1: pips in this deck or in yeah. this mana base. Well, of course, you know. It
0: was the second after I said something. Yep,
1: <laughs> you, you I was like, "Oh, weird, went, it is." You went twenty seconds, and like, I'm not, I'm not going to stop the podcast. I can figure this out. And then as yeah. soon as you stop the podcast, oh, there it is. Yep, dude, that mm-hmm. happens all the time. I'll be like, I'll be, okay, I'll be working on something at a house or doing a job or whatever, and I'll be like, I'll see something weird, and I'll be like, Why would they do it like that? and I'll think and then I'll go talk to him and i go, "Hey man, I don't really know why they oh, that's why they did it." Like <laughs> as yep. soon as I go and get the customer and I'm like, "I don't understand what's going on here," but I then I once I have it, once I look like an idiot, now I know why we're doing it. Yep. Uh, anyway, before I was so rudely interrupted, we have crashing footfalls in 5th place. Uh, with the newest edition of Lorien Revealed. Uh, Don't really have much going on in this footfalls list that I can see, other than a a pretty standard footfalls list. Um, It is noticeable. It's kind of become standard for crashing footfalls, at least in modern. We do have two questing beasts as a uh, counter to the One Ring. This deck is obviously yep. trying to really put the put the game away between turn three and five. The One Ring buying a turn is just absolutely what this deck cannot afford. And Questing Beast, while I've heard from several players, is mediocre tech at best. It's the best they've got. So, yeah. I mean, you do get to pair it with the, uh, the Four Force Negations. So you do have, you know, basically six answers to the One Ring, at least in some capacity. But... Yep, you you do what you have to do to try and beat that one ring card. Well, and it makes sense, too, because, like,
0: this deck is, like, the epitome of the type of deck that's going to lose to the one ring, where, like, Mm -hmm. it's, like, you kind of win by just being quicker than they are. Like, I'm going to drop this eight power, and, like, they're not hard to kill, they're not great threats, but, like, A, if I'm just beating them to death, that doesn't matter, and B, if they... They have to kill 2 four, four. so I can, like, cast this, and then I'm kind of up on cards if they have to, like, yes. you know, kill each one of them. All that goes right out the window as soon as you drop the ring, because, like, not only does it fog you once, so they're, it immediately effectively gains them, like, 10 life or more. Uh-huh. Or 8 life or more, I guess, but I was counting in a random dude as well. Well, Charlotte's um, agent. Yeah, so, like, it's gonna save you a swing, but then you're... It allows them to recoup the card disadvantage of having to actually deal with yes. these rhinos. So it's just like, it just that one card just goes just does everything this deck doesn't want it to
1: do. Yep, and that you that's where if that's if that's where you are in life or at least in deck building, you take some some mediocre answers as long as they're answers. Yep. Uh, Next up, we do have a really cool, like, fun deck. We don't see very often in the top eight, but Demir Mill pulled out a sixth place spot. Uh, Full eight Crab Mill with only one of the new Jace the Perfected Mind. Kind of surprised. That card's been... uh, It's made tons of waves as far as standard is concerned. And uh, a couple of waves, I think, in Pioneer as well. Although I don't feel super confident saying that, because maybe it hasn't. But the card has been a mill... Uh, powerhouse this this four mana. the ability to for four mana immediately mill 15 um, also come in and possibly stabilize a board by plussing to give a creature minus uh, three minus o. and it also is just an extra ancestral recall in the deck where his minus two is you know he comes in and somebody mills three and then as long as anyone has 20 cards in their graveyard you get to draw three cards yep um, but like i said at the beginning only one only only one jace made it into the list um, after that, though, not really much interesting in here. Maybe except the one repeal. You know, one of repeal to answer kind of any on board issue. Um,
0: Huge fan of repeal. I love that. I don't part. know. Like,
1: like, is that what's like? That's not for the ring, right? What's that for? Um... Like in the main board at least. What? What are we? What are we repealing? Maybe just a creature. Maybe like just just to buy time. Maybe it's just a buy time tempo card.
0: Yeah. Well, the nice thing is it does hit, since it can hit it can do it's very versatile basically what I'm oh yeah at. Uh, and since it replaces itself it's not card disadvantage uh, the the first thing that pops into my head is like a rhino token just just
1: kills one that's yeah, true it does it does um, one mana just nuke a rhino
0: yep uh, now that's i'm sure there's an actual reason but like just looking at it anything like repeals is great against tokens which i yeah. mean if you look in this challenge uh, crashing footfalls is the second most played deck
1: that uh, is true we are we are in a bit of a footfalls meta this week
0: but yeah, it's just it's a really versatile card. Uh, there's probably a very specific reason why it's in there, but mm-hmm. just whenever I see like I just love this card because it just answers so much shit. Oh yeah, and it, it does just, it uh, while cantripping. So
1: yeah, very, a, a very minor mana disadvantage and card parity. So yeah. Alrighty, let's uh, wrap these last two decks up and bring this show to a close. Uh, le- next up, we have Indomitable Creativity um i have been informed by a solid source this counts as a reanimator deck so <laughs> reanimator is one of the best decks in modern apparently um throwing shots at you emperor right at your face no, I, like th- th- this one this one doesn't even have reanimate in it we were having some fun in the discord talking about because matt was it in the was it in the patreon show or in the main show uh, where you were roasting couldn't. my my deck because i don't in, remember in Modern, I play like Esper Reanimator, like Unmarked Graves and Persists. And it's a fun deck. I love playing it. It's it's probably a pretty solid tier two and a half, tier three deck. And uh, uh, Emperor, me and Emperor were going back and forth talking about some of, the, some of the reanimation strategies in Modern. And Indomitable Creativity kind of somewhat fits into that category because they do run usually between two and four reanimates depending on how the deck is built. Uh, but this one doesn't. This is full in on the Indomitable Creativity list. Uh, one interesting pickup in here is three reprieves. Pretty cool card. Um, I was really happy to see that printed. I do love remand. It's a really cool card design, and then reprieve is obviously just a white shifted version of that that uh, actually is actually has actually made some waves in a couple decks, just because it's like significantly easier to cast in some decks, and most importantly in modern, remand pitches to subtlety, reprieve pitches to solitude, and those are. Vastly different cards in terms of power level. Yep. So, um, cool to see that. Other than that, though, not really much going on in here. Your kind of regular seven planeswalkers, your three archons of cruelty, and then your things to make tokens like uh, Fable of the Mirror Breaker, your dwarf, your uh, uh, your dwarf mountain lands. What are they called? Dwarven mines, stuff like that. Sideboard looks pretty standard too. Um, we do have some some cool toolboxy creatures like Sundering Titan, Terastodon, Iona, Elish Norn, Mother of Machines, something like that. And then wrapping it up, we've got our Domain Zoo list. Uh, one of my favorite lists to see in a modern challenge. Not much to say about it every week because it just runs the best Domain cards, including Terma and Ragavan. And then uh, you know, it's just just some other some other good. Uh, what's that? What's that called? What's blue, green, red? teamer teamer, teamer. teamer. Um, what is this card though? i i don't think i've ever seen tarfire in these oh tarfire was a favorite
0: of mine back in the day it's shock but it's a goblin card so uh, it's in there because it's technically a
1: tribal card so it makes tarmogoyf bigger oh okay i was like why is this why but it's a tri- yep. it's tribal oh wow yep. so it's a it's a bad lightning bolt b- bad lightning bolt number 5 that makes goyf bigger okay okay Hey, I'm a glass
0: half full kind of guy. It's a really good shock, not a bad lightning bolt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is a strictly better shock. Yeah. In this particular instance, it is. Yeah. Um, I actually, mean. no. It's it is it's not a strictly better shock because shock can hit planeswalkers. Can it? Shock is any target.
0: I don't. Uh, is Tarfy any target? Yeah. So no. Tar it's. Cr-
1: it says creature or planeswalker right on it. Or sorry, it says creature or player right on it. Y- it was unless it's, an it's an an old been eroded though
0: it has if you if you click on it and go to the thing it's got tarfire tar
1: fire deals oh. to damage at target okay so yeah. strictly better shock okay never mind yep um, yeah. and i believe with it being tribal you can get it with uh with, with Atraxa. so keep that in mind that's an, oh, another, another card well, type you can get
0: well there was a so i used to fuck around with it a lot just in like goblin decks cuz it's just it's removal you can search for so it's mm-hmm. like if you like because it's you not a, a great it example counts. you it can counts like as goblin, goblin. matron yeah you can goblin yeah, if you, if you, if you have to fighter. get
1: a shock then it's yep. you can't yeah that versatility can matter
0: yep it's just one of those cards that like if you're playing anything that has it it's like it's not absurd to just be like i'll throw one in there like yep all right chain to the rocks in the side Woot.
1: yeah I do like seeing Chain of the Rocks. Other than that, though, yeah. Nothing else in the main really interesting. Uh, sideboard, like, do love seeing Lavinia, that Terra Sunder card that Matt uh, fucking nailed. I thought Natural State was a really cool card. I kind of missed that one when I was looking at sideboard slots for Pioneer decks. But it's a really cool one-mana uh, naturalize if, you, mm-hmm. if it's just for mana three or less.
0: And that hits most things in competitive formats.
1: Yep, that's, that's about the fact. The biggest thing it doesn't hit, which I think is a really... No, it was why you don't see it more. It doesn't hit any of the Ley Lines, which, is, which yeah. can be really relevant, but... Uh, it's For a sure. very powerful effect.
0: Does hit the r- doesn't it hits the ring, but it doesn't kill the ring. Gotcha, because ring yep. the ring's indestructible. Yep,
1: the ring is indestructible. Uh, you can target it if you want to. Yeah, actually, it doesn't the ring cost four man? It doesn't have the you can't even target oh. the ring.
0: I thought the ring cost three. No, I, it costs I'm, four.
1: Gotcha. Sure. I'm not uh, like I don't have all these all the new shit memorized. So. I know it's pretty ridiculous, Matt. I'm very disappointed. I'm docking your pay. Actually, mm, fair enough. Is there a thing What's, less than zero?
0: Are you going to start charging me now? You owe this? me money. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, metagame summary. This week rectos Rakdos Midrange only brought in five decks, 15.5%, um, high, but not unreasonable. And None didn't even put a eight. didn't didn't put a single in the top eight. Did did get 10th, but did not make top eight. Uh, Crashing Footfalls was 12.5%, along with Burn and Merktide Regent. Uh, John DeSaga, Mono Black coffers and Creativity both had six percent with two decks, and then a small smattering of one-ofs. Your most played cards this week: Lightning Bolt, Ragavan, Thoughtseize, Orcish Bowmasters, and Fury. So, just for funsies to play the th- to play the game, Matt played uh, Lightning Bolt, the best burn spell ever printed, and then Modern Horizons two, Thoughtseize, the best discard spell ever printed, uh, Lord of the Rings, Modern Horizons two.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, although, well, if you if you go to the top ten, it does get better. So, in defense to Modern, it does get a little better if you go past the top five, like Engineered Explosives, Fable, the Mirror Breaker, Fatal Push. Preordain and Chalice of the Void.
0: Well, and the big one is to look at the top creatures, the most played cards gets thrown off a little bit because you do have stuff like Lightning Bolt and Thoughtseize. I guess yeah, if just you go the, down to the, creatures.
1: The, the, the best possible yeah. printing of a discard spell is Thoughtseize, but so yeah. we'll do creatures then. Uh, top creatures: Ragavan, Orcish Masters, Fury, Sanctifier, Invect, Dothy Voidwalker, and then yeah, Grief, Seldie, Murktide, DRC, and Goblin Guide. So, that's uh, so
0: M- 9 for 10.
1: MH2, M- <laughs> MH2, Lord of the Rings. MH2, 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 and Zendikar. <laughs> and Zendikar. One of the best uh, two one-mana one mana creatures ever printed for a mono-red deck. Top spells, Lightning Bolt, Thought Sees, Engineered Explosives, Fable the Mirror Breaker, and Fatal Push. Matt, it's getting late. Is there anything else you would like to talk about? As we quickly bring this week's episode to a close
0: there was going to be something, but then it slipped my mind. So no.
1: <laughs> well, you have, a, you have approximately two minutes of outro to think of it. So if anyone wants to reach out to us, it's a great time. Get those questions in. Uh, we're going to have, gonna have oh, a whole I episode. Remembered. There we go.
0: So we'll note that during the uh, post expressive iteration ban, we used to actually, we were actually making fun of modern because uh, legacy had more decks in the yes. game summary than modern dead. We we're like, haha, we finally passed you. Like, now, the funny thing is, both have gotten worse. So,
1: mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings
0: came out. Now, Legacy has fewer than Modern, and Modern has less than it did. Like, <laughs>
1: they're no, both Matt. Of these magic is better than it's ever been. <laughs> sure, we're in a golden age of Magic. I suppose. Anywho, um, get your questions to us. We have a whole episode coming. Episode one hundred is going to be, um, uh, you know, uh, question answer any, ask us anything, AMAs ask us anything a uas uh including a pretty big announcement so make sure and tune in for that um thank you to our patrons very much for supporting us patreon.com forward slash cantrip cartel yada yada uh you know cantrip cartel at gmail facebook instagram everything well i'll be i'll be watching everything for any questions i'll write them down um if you want shout it out with a special name just put a name on there if not we can leave you anonymous don't care matt is there anything i'm forgetting i'm sure there is but whatever too late we will see you guys next week
0: yep have a nice night guys
1: matt i'm hot and i'm tired i'm just i'm dropping I'm out. Ha huh, sweet O2. Oh, <laughs> sucker. Welcome, step on in to the Cantor Cartel. Chicken pat, chatting games or we'll slinging some spells, casting ale sipping on blue soup and parting some veils. Glimpse of nature once upon a time, they're telling the tale of the elvish visionaries on the wildwood prairies, where the brainstorms of Sophia some so scary, so legendary. Queer in Rangers across the silver libraries. where win the greens and zenith, we parry the clouds and turn their swords into ploughs. Let them rotate the crops, abundant growth in the ground, nourish the life from the loam until it flourished unbound. Seeds of innocence burnished all the the Birchlorian mounds, Gaia's cradle exhaled, carpet of flowers unwound. Birds of paradise sang, tropical islands of sound. Allosaurus, shepherd danced on dinosaurs, lopping grounds. Jake and Matt pondered deeply all this magic they found. Through their vision, Style Sincerum, they saw only for how to convey these magic stories aloud to the crowds, the masses, make the voices heard, share the truth, the magic. Through ancestral visions, they felt compelled to draw every single card with the cantrip cartel. Draw cards with the cantrip cartel. Drawing cards with the Cantrip Trip Cartel.